Welcome to the Summerton Church of God Sermon Podcast, a podcast to help you find life, freedom, and purpose in Jesus Christ. I've never claimed to be a prophet, and I'm not going to stand before you today and declare that I'm a prophet. I think that any man or woman that has to declare that they're a prophet really isn't a prophet. That if you're a prophet, then the words that you prophesy will actually come to pass. That's how you know if a prophet is a prophet. I do want to say this. I say this to those of you that are here this morning. I say this to those of you who are watching via live stream today. Be very careful who you hitch your wagon to. See, there's a lot of people that's going to the internet right now to get their word. Since they're not able to gather corporately, I'm just going to say to you, be careful. Not everybody who says they're a prophet is a prophet. Not everybody who says they have a word from God has a word from God. You measure that by the word of God. So enough said about that. I'm not, I'm not claiming to be a prophet today. I know what I am. I'm a pastor. And if there's one thing I know about prophets, prophets can't pastor. They, they, they don't have the patience with people to pastor. Evangelists can't pastor. Again, because they just don't have the patience to take people through the process of becoming fully conformed to the disciple of Jesus. There's a place for prophets. There's a place for evangelists. I'm a pastor, teacher, and I believe what God has called me to do is God has called me to prepare us, to prepare you for what lies ahead. The Bible tells us, and this is the old King James Version here in Proverbs 29 and 18, that where there is no vision, everybody say vision, but where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. We, we, we quote the first part of this passage a lot, but we don't necessarily talk much about the last part of this, that he that keepeth the law, that is the law of God, the word of God, happy is he. I like the way that the Amplified Bible says this. It says that where there is no revelation, and even though it says KJV, this is the Amplified version, that... Where there is no vision, where there's no revelation of God and his word, the people are unrestrained. But happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. But I think there's even a better, more clear translation of Proverbs 29. Because when he talks about vision, he's not just talking about having a vision of a bigger and a better place. But he's talking about a divine word from God. And the Passion Translation says it like this, that where there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. And I just want to say to you that no matter how difficult times may get, as long as you follow God's word, you will be filled with heaven's bliss. 
Now, what has God shown me about 2021? Well, you guys know that I believe that there, are, that there is spiritual significance attached to numbers. And I believe that to be the case with the number 21. I believe that there is some spiritual significance connected to the number 21. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you now, it's not good. The number 21 symbolizes the great wickedness of sin and rebellion. The 21st letter of the Hebrew alphabet is the word shin, S-H-I-N, sometimes spelled S-H-E-N. And each Hebrew letter has a pictograph connected to it. And the pictograph connected to the 21st letter of the Hebrew alphabet, I don't mean to sound like Perry Stone today, but sometimes it just happens. But the pictograph that is connected to the 21st letter of the Hebrew alphabet is a picture of teeth. And it means to devour. It means to destroy. It means to eat, to consume. So that when we look at the number 21 in scripture, it seems to symbolize great wickedness of sin and rebellion. It seems to symbolize a number of destruction, of being consumed, of being devoured. I believe that the Holy Spirit really directed me back to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And in 2 Timothy chapter 3, the apostle Paul says this. He said, in the last days, perilous times are going to come. And then he describes to us what those perilous times are going to be like. They're not good, but they were bad. And when you go back and you look at all of those characteristics of what he says is going to happen in the last days, there are 21 of them. 21. You go to Daniel chapter 10. And of course, God had given Daniel a vision. Daniel had been praying for clarity about the vision. What does the vision mean? And for 21 days after he had prayed, he waited for the answer. And finally, the angel Gabriel came to Daniel and said to Daniel in Daniel chapter 10, he said, Daniel, I just want you to know that from the first time that you prayed, God heard your prayer. But then he says this, he said, but for 21 days, he said, I have been resisted by the prince of Persia. So, so the number 21 is a number that symbolizes great wickedness of sin and rebellion. It's a number that symbolizes being consumed, devoured, destroyed. It's a, it's a number that symbolizes resistance. And I really believe, Summerton Church of God, that in 2021, the church is going to be facing a great battle. I talked to you a little bit about it last week, that we are under attack, that you and I, we need to recognize that we are in a spiritual battle. And knowing that, the Holy Spirit took me to a passage of Scripture that I believe that he wants me to preach from from several weeks on the subject of spiritual warfare. 
And many of you know this passage of scripture well in Ephesians chapter 6. Now I'm going to begin at verse 10 and we're going to read through verse 20. But I, I don't want you to hear me this morning. I want you to hear the Lord speak through me to you today. Because this is not my word. This is God's word. And even though it's been a part of his word for thousands of years, his inspired word, I believe that it is more relevant for us today than it ever has been before. Because the Apostle Paul says this, knowing what we know about where we are headed, knowing what we know about the battles that we are about to encounter as the church of the living God, he says this to the church at Ephesus, which was facing similar resistance and similar adversity and similar opposition. They themselves were encountering some spiritual warfare. And so Paul says to them here in verse 10, he says, finally. Now he's not saying, and the last thing. What he's saying here is now of utmost importance. Of everything that I've said to you up until this point, this is the most important thing, what I'm about to share with you. So listen up. He said, finally be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And I'm saying to you today, Summerton Church of God, that in 2021, you and I are going to need supernatural power unlike we have ever needed supernatural power at work in us and through us. Because we will not be able to stand and withstand in 2021 in our own flesh, in our own wisdom, in our own knowledge, we are going to have to have a power greater than ourselves. And that's what Paul is saying here. He said that we have got to stand strong. We got to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And then he goes on to the next verse and he says, put on the full armor of God. Here's what he's saying to us, that this battle is going to be so intense that you have got to make sure you put on every single piece of the armor. Do not neglect leaving off not one piece of the armor of God. And I'm going to be talking to you in the next several weeks about each piece of armor, what it represents and how you can put it on in your life. But he said, put on the full armor of God because if we don't put on the full armor of God, if we leave off just one piece of the armor, it's going to leave us and open us up to be vulnerable to the enemy in that area of our lives. So we have got to put on the full armor of God. Why? So that we can take our stand. I'm telling you in 2021, the church is going to have to stand up and the church is going to have to stand out. And I'm not talking about our building. I'm talking about the people of God. And we can only stand up and we can only stand out and we can only stand firm and we can only stand in faith when we are standing in the power and the might of God and when we have put on the full armor of God. Amen. So he says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. If you could see the devil right now, you would see him with the horde of his demons at his whiteboard or his chalkboard, and they're devising a plan. 
That's what schemes means. That he is devising a plan as to how he can destroy you. You do understand that, don't you? Right now that the enemy is devising a plan. That he is putting together a strategy to devour you, to consume you, to destroy you. And he said that because of that, notice what he said in the very next verse. He said, for our struggle, boy, what a struggle we've been in, but what a struggle. Listen to me. I wish that I could get up here this morning and just sugarcoat everything and tell you that 2021 is going to be so much better than 2020, but I'm not so sure it is. I believe the church is about to face some difficult days. I believe that, it's, that, that we're about to face some of the most trying days that we've ever faced as a church. And, and, and I go back to what Paul said, I believe that only the strong in the Lord will survive. I believe that only those that have put on the full armor of God is going to survive. And he said, for our struggle, and it is a struggle. He says it this way, or another translation says it this way, for we wrestle not. He said, but our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Listen, when are we going to get that? Well, when is that going to really sink in? That my fight is not with you. And your fight is not with me. That we are not struggling, fighting, wrestling against one another. Our enemy is greater than that. You remember back in Matthew chapter 16, when Peter unknowingly, he rebukes the Lord. He rebukes Jesus. When Jesus talked about going to the cross and giving his life for the sins of the people, and Peter looked at him and said, no, Lord, I'm not going to let you do that. Trying to stop the plan and the purpose of God for Jesus. And when Jesus looked at Peter, what did he say? He said, get thee behind me, Satan, not Peter. Because he knew that flesh and blood was not his enemy. He knew that Peter was not his enemy. But that there was a spirit trying to work through Peter. And instead of addressing the flesh and the blood, what did Jesus do? He addressed the spirit behind it. And you and I need to understand that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers. And I'm going to talk about these in the coming weeks against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And then he says, therefore. You remember what I told you about therefore? When you see the word therefore, ask, what is it therefore? That is because you and I are in a struggle. Because you and I are in a battle because you and I are in a fight for our lives. Therefore, what do we need to do? We need to put on the full armor of God. Every single piece of it. So that when, everybody say when. when. Not if, when. When the day of evil comes. And just in case you haven't noticed, the day of evil is here. And what I believe my job is as a pastor, teacher, my job is to prepare you for the day of evil. And that's what I'm going to be attempting to do over these next several weeks is I'm preparing us, not just to fight, but I'm preparing us to win 
Amen. And listen, I don't even have to prepare you to win. You've already won. I've just got to convince you of that. The Holy Spirit's just got to convince you of that. That you're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory. Because of what Jesus has already done at the cross. He said, put on the whole armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, the day of evil actually started back in Genesis chapter 3 when man fell and gave access into this world to the devil. But the day of evil is intensifying. That's why Paul said in the last days, perilous times, difficult times, dangerous times are going to come. But he said, you've got to put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to do what? Stand your ground. That's the word that keeps ringing in my spirit. Stand. 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 And after you have done everything, do what? Stand. And he's not done yet because he goes to the very next verse and says, stand firm then. And then he talks about